Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Welcome to the Least of These Podcasts. We reach out to those the world has forgotten. If you'd like to know more about us and how you can donate to help us fulfill our mission, go to hisloveministries.net. Thank you very much and God bless you. All right, well, let's go ahead and pray and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for who you are and what you've done for us. We ask today that you would help each and every person here to come to know you as Lord and Savior and to trust in you and to have that peace that passes all understanding. They'd have that joy, that abundant life, Lord, that you promised. You said in this world we will have trouble, we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. You have overcome the world because you've overcome the world. We can overcome the world. So, Lord, I pray for each and every person here, their families, all those requests that were lifted up for protection and just peace on this facility. Lord, just speak through your word today. Fill me and empower me and use me today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 11 today. And I want to talk to you kind of a follow-up to what we did last week a little bit. In Matthew chapter 11, and I want to look at verse 28 to 30. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. I was reading the last couple of days and came across a guy named A.W. Tozier, and he was talking about wanting to know God and desiring God, just how God wants to be with us in all of our times of trouble, all the difficulties, everything in life. And last week we were talking about how Jesus sets us free, right? Anybody remember that? Talking about that process that it takes time, but he, as we trust God and we follow God, what does he do? He takes those strongholds out of our area, right? The, the unforgiveness, the pain, the hatred, the anger, the bitterness, the depression. As we trust him and follow him, that he can take that stuff away from us because that's why he came, right? He came ultimately to save us and that he might get the glory because he did it all. But then a byproduct of that is we get to go to heaven, but we also get to get a little bit of heaven here on earth. In other words, even though life is tough, even though life is hard, Jesus came to make life on this earth better for us in some senses and those are just byproducts of being saved. The whole real reason he came was to seek and to say that was lost and to set us free from all the burden of sin. And that's what Jesus says over here in Matthew 11. He says, in verse 28, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now my Bible might read a little bit different than yours since I don't have my... ESV right this minute but he says take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light come to y'all today talking about Jesus because think about this all of us are burdened with stuff right I mean I, I, I don't know what all of y'all are going through but I'm sure there's stuff weighing you down. There's struggles. There's things that you're going through. This is, like I said, kind of a follow-up to last week. We're under the burden of sin and bitterness and anger and 
all these things that are going on in our life and we want to be loved, we want to be accepted, we want to be interesting, yeah, we want to be all these things. We want to be fun, we want to be the life of the party, we want to be, and we're going to talk about all that today because there's only one person that we really need to please. And I hope you understand that. And that's Jesus Christ, that's God. That's who we need to please. And that's what Jesus said, come to me all you who labor. And, and we're all laboring, we're all struggling trying to be something. I, there was an old saying that I read a while back, I'm trying to remember how it goes. He says, we're all working hard to get things that we don't care about, to please people that we don't even like. You know, there's a lot of people out there trying to keep up with the Smiths and the Joneses and the people next door and they're trying to look good and they're trying to act right. And if you look at your TV commercials, you get in trouble real quick, won't you? I mean, because you look at TV and we're all supposed to look a certain way, act a certain way, you know, drive this or act like that and look like this and look like that. And, and it's just all this mold that we've all been forced into and unfortunately, you know, that, that mold isn't really realistic, right? I hope you understand that, that the world tries to squeeze us into this mold and where everybody's alike. But you know what? It'd be a really boring world if we were all alike, wouldn't it? I think it would. And, but yet, what do we do? We all try to wear the same clothes, the same shoes, the same hair, the same... Everybody's trying to look alike, right? But, you know, this burden that Jesus is talking about, he says, come to me all you who labor. I mean, it's a struggle, right? When Labor means, you know, if a woman's having a baby, she's having a really hard time, right? I don't have any clue, but uh, I'm sure y'all do. I, I've seen it in action, and, and I know it's, it's, it's tough work, right? But if, a, if you're out there laboring and working at something heavy, say you're trying to pick up something that weighs... 100 or 50 pounds or 75 or 200 depending upon how strong you are that's a struggle right I mean if you're working hard that's labor that's what we call manual labor right when you're out there working hard digging ditches and all these things and it's hard and so basically we're all out there laboring and and working hard and we're struggling with all these issues in our life and so what Jesus says as he says, come to me who all you who labor and are heavy laden. I mean, you got stuff on you that's weighing you down. That's, you know, some of you might feel like you got the whole world on your shoulders, right? And it's just pressing you down and everything's a struggle and everything's difficult. And sometimes it's just difficult to even move and breathe and get out to bed and, and, and even do anything. You don't feel like eating, you don't feel like sleeping, you don't feel like doing anything. And you're just burdened with all kinds of things. And Jesus wants to give us rest. That word labor is really a word that means we're exhausted. And some of y'all are probably just absolutely exhausted trying to deal with some of the struggles, with some of the things that, that are bothering you, that are weighing you down. And Jesus wants to wants you to come to him and give him those burdens, right? Because guess what? God can handle anything, right? 
There's a verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, where he says, Don't be anxious about anything, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God, and the peace that passes all understandings is going to guard your hearts. That means your insides, your innermost being, and your minds. Let's talk about that rest a little bit. First of all, there's, there's a burden of pride. You know what? Every one of us has got a problem with pride. You know that? Like you said, you, you said we, we want to impress people, right? I mean, we want everybody to like us. We, we don't like it if, if anybody says anything about us. We're always worried. We're, we're looking for the slightest little thing. Criticism, this slights when people say things or you wonder if they were laughing at you or talking about you and you you know you're tossing and turning in bed not sleeping and all these things because why you, you, you're trying to you, you want to be accepted and, and you got this pride because you think that, that you have to be all these things people expect us to be and we need to realize that Jesus came to set us free from all of those things. And so everything that we're doing, we're not really called to bear. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, right? I don't know we know what a yoke is. Anybody know what a yoke is? Yes, a piece that goes like around an ox's neck or a... I'm thinking of a yoke that goes around an ox's or a horse or a beast of burden. They, they would put this big old leather or wood thing that would go around a beast of burden. And that beast would literally do what? Pull, drag, carry stuff. Yeah, the yokes. I mean, like when you, you know, the old days when they used to plow, they'd take a yoke and they'd put it around the neck of the beast. What he's talking about is that we got these things, we got this stuff around our neck that's and all this weight on our shoulder because that beast of burden's being pulled down and weighed down and we're burdened by sin and by all these things and it's just weighing us down and pulling us down and we're struggling to, to, to keep up with it. But guess what? We don't need to do that, do we? Because Jesus come, said, come to me, all you who are weary and heaven laden, for my yoke is easy. In other words, he's saying, you know, you can put my yoke on my, and, and it's not like pulling this big heavy load. When you, when you trust Jesus Christ, it's a whole other ball game. And one of the things that bothers us is, you know, sometimes we feel like we're overlooked, Right? I mean, sometimes what do we say about ourselves? I mean, at least I do sometimes. You know, I know that in the eyes of God, I'm nothing, you know. That on my own, I really don't do anything that's good. And sometimes I just say, you know, Marty, you're a pretty worthless individual, especially without Christ. But you know what? God gives each and every one of us value, right? And sometimes people look at other people, they slight us, and then we get mad because they slighted us, but then we were just got through saying, well, you know, I'm not worth much ourselves. But you know what Jesus says? You don't have to worry about impressing other people. 
You don't have to worry about impressing this world. You don't have to worry about what other people think around you. Because it's not about all of that in this world. I know people think that, that it's, you know, we got to be this and do this and act like this and dress like this and have the right car and the right house and the right everything. But that stuff doesn't, doesn't impress God. Did you know that? But the bottom line is, is you don't have to please other people in the sense that we're not on a stage and we're not on parade and we're trying to make everybody think we're wonderful and great. We just have to understand that, that what we do in the sight of God is more pleasing to Him. You know, the Bible says that we're what? Fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Remember, God doesn't make no junk, right? I mean, that's not good grammar, but it's good theology. It's good Bible teaching because the Bible says every single one of us are worth infinitely more than we can ever think of imagine because God sent His Son to die for us. He died for you and me and every single one of us, right? And the bottom line is, is we need to realize that God wants us to be who we are. The reason we look different and act different and talk different is because God made us different, right? I mean, if we can go out there and look at the raindrops or if we ever get any snow here in Savannah, or if we look at the leaves and we look at the fingerprints and everything's different, right? And there's a reason God made us different because each of us are unique and have our own gifts and abilities and talents. And like I said, it'd be a pretty boring world if we all looked alike and acted alike. One of the things that God wants us to do is He just wants us to rest in Him. And when we realize that, that He's the only one we need to please, then the struggle can be over. We don't have to have that pride. Because you know what? It really doesn't matter what other people think about us. As long as we're doing what pleases God. Now that's the answer. It does matter what people are thinking about us if we're doing wrong stuff, okay? Now, if we're pleasing God, doing stuff that pleases God, that's the biggest thing. One of the other things that we need to be delivered from is pride, right? I mean, not pride, pretense. Guess what? Everybody, out, everybody in here, everybody out there, everybody's ever been born, what do we always do? We try to pretend to be somebody or something that we're not, right? And we're always trying to put our best foot forward. We're trying to pretend that we're something that we're not. But every single one of us is haunted by that fear that, that people are going to look inside of us and see who we really are, and then they won't love us. They won't care for us. They won't think anything about us. I had a guy one time, I heard a guy one time talking about being a preacher and he said that if, that, if, that if I knew what was in your mind or what you'd done, I wouldn't preach to you. But then he said, if you knew who I was and knew what I thought sometimes or maybe what I've done in the past, you wouldn't listen to me. And so the Bible says that we're all in the same boat. And the, and the, and the thing is, is the people that, that know a lot, you know, the people that have gone to school and studied, you know what their fear is? 
They, they, they're afraid they're going to come across somebody that's smarter than they are, right? I mean, that's why we got shows like, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? You know, who can sing the best and who can do this? Because everybody's trying to prove that they're better than somebody else, right? And it's all a game. It really is. I mean, the man of culture is afraid somebody's going to come along that's more cultured than he is. The man that's rich sweats under the idea that somebody's going to come along that's got more money than he, is, he has or, or is going to do something better than he is. And everything we do, you know, all the high society people, they, you know, they got the right dress and the women go to the places and they're afraid another woman's going to come in wearing the same dress or the same clothes or the same shoes or whatever, you know. And, and that's the fear that wherever we go, we're afraid that, that people are going to think less of ourselves. But you know what? We don't have to worry about all those things, folks. We really don't. Those are self-imposed things that society puts on us. And maybe that's some of the reasons you're here is because people have put you in a box. We put labels on people like people put labels on clothes. We see somebody and we go, oh, that's... And, and we, we just label people. That's not right. But even if we are whatever we are, like I said, God made each of us uniquely different. And so we need to understand that, that it's not about what other people think, but it's about what God thinks. That's who I need to please. You know, sometimes it does hurt when people mistreat you and mistalk about you and all these things. But you know what? You have to realize when people do that, that guess who's got the problem? They do. Do you know that? They are the ones that have the problem. When people have to belittle people, talk down to people, treat people mean, bully, whatever they do, and maybe you're guilty of it. We all do things that are wrong and it's because we're insecure in certain areas. But we don't need to be that way. We don't need to do that because we need to please God. I mean, if somebody has something better, I mean, even little kids, what do they do? They're playing with toys and what happens? They lay the toy down and as soon as they lay it down, what happens? No little kid picks it up. As soon as they pick it up, what happens? That, that child, all of a sudden, they want it back again, right? That's right. And they get mad because you took my toy from me. Well, you put it down. Well, I want it back now. And, you know, everybody wants something bigger. Someone wants something better. Everybody wants something larger. It, it eats us up when we live that way, folks. It really does. It eats us up inside when we live worrying about pretending to be somebody that we, we don't have to be and, and living with this pride that trying to put on this pretense and, and then lastly we live with this artificiality in other words we're artificial we're just always got this face on always got something going on trying to pretend and you know what it's okay if people see who we are you know, that, that's the worst thing about being a human being is everybody has all these little things inside of them that they deal with and they struggle with and they think nobody else deals with it. Nobody else struggles with it. Nobody has this problem. Nobody but me. 
And you know what? That eats us all alive. We, we want to say things. We want to do things. But we're afraid to do them. We're afraid to say them because guess what? Somebody might laugh at us. Somebody might not like us. Somebody might not think we're smart or good looking or skinny or whatever it is that we think we have to be. Bright people, they're always afraid somebody's going to be smarter than them, right? I mean, I was telling the guy the other day, did you know, I mean, some of these people that got money coming out their ears, you know what they do? They go to bed at night doing what? Worrying that they're going to be broke. Worrying are they going to lose it. I heard about one guy, he'd been rich, he'd gotten, made several million dollars and lost it several times. But he'd go to bed at night and lay in bed at night worrying, is he going to lose the next fortune he's got? Everybody deals with struggles. Everybody deals with pain. Everybody deals with all this thing. But like I said, advertising is the biggest bunch of hooey in the world because it puts this false front up there that if you don't drive this certain kind of car, have these certain clothes, these certain shoes, hang out with a certain group or do this or do that, then guess what? You got a problem, right? Think about all the things that people do to impress people that they don't even care about, they don't even like. People go to school, they buy books, how to do this, how to do that, how to act like this, how to do that, just so we can be a certain way in front of people. And I'm not saying it's wrong to study or to improve yourself or do good things but what I am saying is we have to realize that it's not about trying to impress people so they'll think we're wonderful and kind and all these things that if I'm looking to God I'm reading my Bible I'm studying my Bible I'm praying I'm doing all the things that God tells me to do it doesn't matter what other people think about me. I said, I've always been picked on because I've been short and I talk funny. The bottom line is, is, you know, that stuff used to bother me, used to hurt me. But I realized that, that the people that do things like that have a problem, right? And I am who God made me into being. You know what? There's advantages being short over people who are bigger than I am in some way. There's a lot of advantages to whatever you are. You were made the way you were made because God gave you unique gifts, abilities, talents, and things that you can do that other people can't do. We have to quit looking around and looking at everybody else and quit worrying about what people think. Listen, listen at this. It says, we need to surrender ourselves to His meekness. You know what Jesus, you know what meekness is? Meekness is power under control because he said, I am gentle and lowly. That's what Jesus said, right? Is Jesus God? He is. But let me ask you this question. What did he do? He allowed people to spit on him. He allowed people to mock him. He allowed people to mistreat him. He allowed people to hang him on the cross and kill him when the Bible says he could have called a legion of angels to set him free. He could have he could have come down on that cross if he'd have wanted to, right? I mean, he could have done it by himself. But he chose not to. Why? Because he was dying in our place, right? And so that word meek means power under control. 
I mean, it, it speaks of a stallion or a horse that's been broken, but it's a powerful animal. But, but you can control that animal with the reins and the saddle and the right equipment, right? And that's what God wants us to do. He, he wants us to look to his example and realize that sometimes we have the power, the ability to get even with people because of what they've done and said and how they've mistreated us. But we don't do that. that that's power under control, right? And the reason we don't do that is because the Bible says that vengeance is mine. If God wants to repay somebody, you know what? He will repay somebody at the proper time in the proper way. So we never try to get even with people for what they do, how they mistreat us, how they act. Yes, if there's times we have to, we go to the law in, in the right cases and we do the right things and we follow the example that the law sets. I'm not saying you don't defend yourself. You just roll over and let people do whatever you want. they want to to you. But what I am saying is that when it's not something that's a legal issue, when people just talk bad about you or say this or say that or don't include you in their group, you don't try to get even with them. But you let God handle that. You pray for those people. And so Jesus said he was meek and lowly. And he says you will find rest for your souls. Listen to this. I, I want to read this. this I, I couldn't say this any better than this. Apart from sin, we have nothing of which to be ashamed. In other words, if you're not sinning, you don't have anything to be ashamed of. The way you look, anything about because maybe you're not smart as somebody or this or that. But you know what? Somebody that's maybe got school smarts, maybe you're better at crafts and sewing or something that's just as good as what they can do. But you have different gifts and different abilities. Some people can draw. Some people can sing. Some people can whatever, you know. I mean, some guys, they can work on cars. Man, I wish I could work on a car. I, I, man, I touch a car and it breaks. Anything can go wrong does go wrong. And, you know, and I, I, I try to take, you know, change a simple thermostat in the car. I strip, nut, I strip the nuts off of the bolts and I have to send it down to the mechanic to, and I have to pay three times as much as it cost me to let it send it down there and have him fix it in the first place. You see, me and cars don't mix. But God gave me different gifts and abilities. Just like he gave you different gifts and abilities. And, and, and it's only an evil desire to look good that makes us want to appear other than we, other than we are. It's hard to be vulnerable to people. And you got to be careful who you're vulnerable to. But if you find some good Christian folks to hang out with and people that are godly, you hang out with them and, and, and you are like-minded and you share with people. You don't have to open up tell people everything in your heart. But just remember that God made you a certain way because He loved you and, and He doesn't make any junk. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so we need to celebrate the way we are. Yes, there's things that we can improve. Yes, there's things we can do different. And we don't have to not take care of ourselves and all these things. But just remember, unless you're sinning, you don't have anything to be ashamed of, right? This is inside of knowing Christ is what I'm talking about. And not all of you here know Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
But that's why Jesus said to me, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and, and I will give you rest. He said, for I am meek and lowly and gentle. And he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you're ready to lay down all this junk that's weighing you down, all this pride and pretense and all this junk that you're hanging on to that people have said and done to you and and what's holding you down from being the person you ought to be, then you just need to give it up. We need to accept ourselves for what we are and, and quit pretending in some areas. Like I said, I'm not saying go, if you're mean as a snake, keep being mean as a snake. I'm not saying accept yourself in that way. But what I am saying is if you are doing what's right, the way you're built, the way you're made, the way you look. You don't have to look like those people on TV. You don't have to drive those cars. You don't have to have that much money. You, you realize that you have gifts and abilities and things that God's created you to do that other people can't do like you can. Yes, somebody might be able to draw and you might be able to sing. And, and man, I, 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 you know, I don't even try to draw. Stick men look good compared to what I draw. But you know what? I don't try to draw because I know I don't have those gifts and abilities, right? We need to stick with the things that God has given us the way he has made us and quit trying to be what everybody else wants us to be and fit into these other molds that are not who we are. And like I said, all of this fits within the context of doing what's right in the sight of God, okay? Like I said, I'm not saying if you're a mean, nasty person, keep being a mean, nasty person. Oh, I, I'm just accept me as I am. This is who I am. I'll never change. Uh-uh. Because God says that you don't have to be the person that you are today. When you come to Christ, He says, if anyone is in Christ, you're a new creation. The old things are passed away. All things become new. In other words, what you used to be you don't have to be anymore, right? If you got a sin area in your life, whatever it is, God can take that away. That's what we spent a whole time last week talking about. But it's about realizing that God loves you just like you are. God sent His Son to die for you just like you are. You don't have to change to please God and to go to heaven. But what you do is you ask God to forgive you and save you and change you and then you begin to change as you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's a process. Like I said, when you're a child, what do you do? You don't know anything, right? I mean, a little child can't even put on any clothes, can't feed himself, can't do anything, right? And that's the way it is when you come to Christ. You, you don't know a whole lot. You can't do a whole lot. But as you begin to know Christ, what does he do? He begins to get you to the place where you can do this and quit that. And start doing something good for God. And start laying down all these things that you used to do. And, and, and quit doing them. And not be that person anymore with that bitterness and that anger. And say, God, I can't handle this. This, this stuff is weighing me down. And I'm weary. And I'm heavy laden. And, and I'm just, it's killing me, God. So come and take this. And he says, come on. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, come unto me and give it to me. And you tell him you can't handle it and you give it to God. And then God takes it. And then if you come back, take it back again, you go back and give it to him again and you keep giving it to him until he's got it and you don't take it back anymore. 
Because that's why he came. He came to set the captives free. Those that are captive to their sin. Those that have been blinded by sin. Those who are poor. They're poor in spirit. They are meek. And God wants to change us from the inside out. And I'm telling you, take it from somebody who tried to change. It takes Jesus to really make real life change from the inside out. That's why God, when He comes inside of you, He begins to change you from the inside out. And that's what all of us need. So you know what? All of this takes courage. And we have to take it one step at a time, one day at a time. And as we follow Him, God will show us the way. The Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Bible says, Don't lean into your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will guide and direct your paths. So as we trust Him, as we follow Him, He will guide us and direct us and show us what He wants to do us do in life, how He wants us to live, how He wants us to act. And some of those things that he doesn't like, he will put his finger on and say, change that. But as long as we're not sinning, sometimes people just need to accept us for who we are. Because you know what? That's the way God made us. And if they don't like it, that's their problem. God loves everybody, and God wants everybody to be saved. And that's the bottom line, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that no matter what our sin is, no matter what we've done, you died for our sins. You died in our place that we might go to heaven one day. Lord, I pray today that some would get off of that train headed for hell and ask you to forgive them and ask you to save them and ask you to come into their lives and change them today because you said if the sun sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Father, thank you that we don't have to live the way we used to live anymore, but you came to set us free from the burden of sin because there is power in the blood. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Please help us reach out to those the world has forgotten. Everyone we minister to is locked up in some way, shape, or form. Those in the nursing home facilities are locked up in bodies that do not work in a wheelchair or in a bed. We minister to children and youth who are locked up because of behavioral problems. Some have told us we want to have a real family because their parents have lost or given up custody of them. Other kids are locked up because they've committed crimes. We also minister to those locked up at the jails and the prisons, to those locked up in addictions, to drugs, alcohol, depression, and suicidal thoughts, to those locked up in a variety of other things that keep them from becoming who Jesus wants them to be. He came to give us abundant life, joy, and set us free, and these people that we minister to are not free. Our desire is to show them whatever their background, no matter what they've done, to see how much God loves them. We seek to help them receive forgiveness and freedom from their sin in Jesus Christ. We minister in the local area of Savannah, Georgia, and surrounding Effingham and Chatham area. We have recently expanded our ministry to to the Lexington and Columbia, South Carolina area. We do over 2,000 services every year. We hope and pray that you will support us in some way that so we can continue our mission. Go to hisloveministries.net and click on the Donate Now button or send it via regular mail to Post Office Box 1881, Lexington, South Carolina, 29071. We hope and pray that you will do that. Thank you and God bless you. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 832.